Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Deck the balls with bowels of holly. Welcome to round two of the Football Ramble Christmas Party. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Venetian Hunter-Raja. Merry Christmas, everybody. I love you saying Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, a... guys. <laughs> did, did you know it was Deck the Halls and not Deck the Balls? Oh, was it? Yeah, that's right. What... <laughs> <laughs> no, of course I did. You know, just making everything football related, as yeah, we do. Of course. Um, love Christmas. I love that we're all in our little festive jumpers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Loving yours, Luke. Carly Slay Jepsen. Yeah. Carly Very Bay good. Jepsen. Oui. Yeah. And you've got... Um, Slay my name. Slay my name. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> good. Yeah. That is very good, yeah. yeah. Jim, you had to buy three Christmas jumpers yeah, well, because I didn't, you didn't have one this year. I didn't I can't have believe one. That. I didn't have to buy three, did I? But I did buy three. <laughs> uh, I figured one wouldn't buy come two, in time. Buy two, get one free? No, yeah. I figured one wouldn't come in time. I was correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there was a sizing issue uh, with the others. I thought, well, I'll get... this. The one I like most is the large one. It's the one I'm wearing. It's maroon. Yeah, well, burgundy actually. It's got reindeer on it. I'd have called it brown. Um, yeah. Oh well, you know, either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the other one, I thought, is that going to be big enough? Uh, so yeah, now I've just got to send the, loads of stuff back. Cheer everyone. <laughs> the pain of online shopping. And yeah. uh, Vish, you've made an effort with just a. Green I've had jumper. to. I've had to freestyle it <laughs> because I I went through my wardrobe at the start of the year and I threw a lot of clothes away. 
um, and I threw a Christmas jumper away. Oh. I bet you're a grown that now. Never like do an that. Idiot. Got yeah. to keep them all. Like an idiot. Bad luck for seven years. Yeah. No, that's not it. Have you made that up? Oh, yeah, I've made that up. Kissing yeah. your Gus, kissing your cousin, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's done me all right. I'm having a great time. I just, I, Christmas is just the best, though, isn't it? Oh, I love brilliant. this time of year. It's a, it's an excuse to just basically eat everything and feel yep. really fat, twenty four seven. Oh, I've yeah. been, I've been eating really well. I've been working out every day, and it is so I can eat like Henry the fucking eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> worth it. Absolutely. What are your Christmas food traditions in your house, then, Jim? Actually, I, I think this is a bit more common than than people realise Jim just tell us about your dad we just want to hear about your we'll dad we'll get to Ian does he dress up as Father Christmas he looks like Father Christmas he anyway, like anyway. So he and he's got to. a twin yeah. He does have does a twin. Does he have the beard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, he's, what, he looks, white beard? Yeah, white beard. Oh my God. Um, he's a sort of Father Christmas that would probably be, he wouldn't leave the British Isles, shall we say. Can you they bring were, him into Ramble? Uh, I can try. Yeah. <laughs> He'd love to come in. He's we, come to some live shows before. Yeah, we've long said that we should just get a show with our dads instead yeah. and not explain it or ever so, acknowledge it. So Maybe weirdly, we do that your, dad, your dad looks a bit like Pete's dad as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, weirdly. They're, they're, <laughs> That's strange. Pete's dad's a little smaller, isn't he? But how does your how does your dad approach Christmas? What's your dad's big thing for Christmas? Uh, um, so my dad, bless him, um, for as long as I can remember, his plan was to retire uh, renovate the loft and build a big train set in there. Right, nice. And that That's is a now dad thing great to do dad behaviour. Yeah. Proper dad. Yeah. And that is now underway. Oh, great! Like it's and it, it's actually quite moving and emotional that he's very, very near to completion. So wow. generally, what we do is we we get him loads of train set stuff for Christmas because he's nice. a big kid. And um, Cute. so yeah, um, so many questions to answer now. Let's start with the food tradition. Um, we have tea and a bacon sandwich after opening presents. Same. We have right. bacon so sandwich I every morning. A yeah. bacon sandwich might be a Christmas tradition that no one is, is acknowledging as a is Christmas tradition, right? Is it the same for you guys? Right? I, I just have a full fry up. In the morning, of Christmas Day. It's a fucking loop. Wow. Yeah. Before yeah. Christmas, what about you, yes. Bill? So, yeah, we'd, we'd have like a big breakfast and then we'd yeah. eat kind of late in the day. But having an American partner now, uh, they'd always have a big breakfast on uh, on Christmas morning. Yeah. But they'd eat a lot sooner. Also, they're smaller as well, so they cook less food, which is annoying. No, that's not what you what want. What do you mean no. they're smaller? As in, like, they're littler people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm a little people, and I eat a lot. I know. So you're... fish, for fuck's sake. But they, um, but it is, it is funny. So like, I've been going back to the US for Christmas for the last few years, um, and they are so small that I am tall to them. <laughs> no wow. And so little things are like, I, I help them set up the tree, <laughs> <laughs> the decorations oh, up and stuff I'm like that. I'm just imagining you putting the star on Would, top of the tree. Could, could, could me and Jim fit in their house? <laughs> no, it'd be like, you, you know, like in, uh, in old cartoons, you'd like be kneeling down looking through the, <laughs> looking through the ground floor windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like in uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, where the T-Rex looking through the upstairs windows. <laughs> yes. I think what would happen is if you rocked up in the neighbourhood, we'd have to make some kind of sacrifice and leave it outside <laughs> for you. Um, well, but when... yeah, so they, so they generally have a meal. They have a meal on Christmas Eve and then a big, big breakfast okay. on Christmas morning and then leftovers oh. from both breakfast and the dinner before. Oh, that's interesting. What's the, the, what's the Christmas Eve food? Is it traditional like English Christmas dinner as we know it? No, no. So they, they don't do... So uh, so Americans, as, as Luke of well, they do Chris, uh, turkey at Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yes. Yeah. But they don't necessarily Christmas do turkey at Christmas. Yeah. But generally at home, I was raised Hindu, so we never really did Christmas. But because we grew up, you know, over here, we always had a Christmas tree and we always do presents. But it's my mum's birthday on Christmas Day. Oh, is it? Yeah. Cool. And uh, I remember... Does um, she like that or not? She does. She didn't like it very much when, as a child, I thought I was being logical when I said, is it fun to spend 
Christmas or rather your birthday in the room that you love cooking us food and she genuinely slapped me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but you know, it's really nice. All the family kind of get come around and um, we have a bit to drink and a bit to eat. And nice. Yeah, Lovely. it's a lot of fun. Do you get her a little birthday tree? You should. Birthday you tree? Should. No, nice. we don't. This... We should do. Yeah, we we get. A... Do you do presents for birthday and Christmas? Yeah, yeah. so so everyone gets everyone separate? gets presents. Everyone gets my mum a present, and then like yeah, we just get each other. Stuff, do you but... tally it up though and make sure your mum got more? Because yeah, I can see yeah, how that might easily get lost. No, because people... mums are mums are really bad for this, aren't they? Because they never want they any fuss and they never want anything. No. Yeah, yeah. So genuinely, my mum for a while we've managed to get this out, stop her from doing this, but she would slate us for getting her presents because she. <laughs> And what, what, I like you know, how you made that Christmassy slate. Yes, yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, one year she uh, she said, "Why are you getting me a present? You're a freelance journalist." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Why did you choose this as a career? Oh, I bet you yeah. felt seen. You <laughs> felt yeah. so seen. It was one of those where I was like, I, I, you know, when you try, you do something in love, and what you get in return is anything but. Yeah. But then, then, was, then um, she caught scathing. you later on. Shoving uh, toilet rolls in your bag to take home so you didn't have to buy any. Yeah, which is weird because <laughs> I still lived in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. My, mine's bacon sandwiches in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's that's a thing. Then we open presents and then we'll do, probably go for a walk because my oh. parents live right near the sea uh, on the south so you coast. go down the beach for yeah, a walk. Yeah, go for nice. a walk. See all the dogs because there's always dogs out. Yeah. In the sea. Yeah, dogs. in the sea. Yeah. Do you have dogs? They're seals, uh, mate. And no, then your no, family. <laughs> Your no, family don't. don't have dogs, but you go and see other people's dogs. Well, you know, you go you go for a walk, and there are people walking their dogs on Christmas morning. It's a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever if you if you love dogs, as as like Jim, Jim mm. loves dogs, but he doesn't have I a dog. I love dogs. Uh, I live with a dog. You do now, so, but you yeah. know you didn't, didn't yeah. before. You can go for a walk, and you can see people out. And it's nice. It's just a nice. Yeah. Take them. It's a very crisp winter's morning. Go for a walk with the family when the turkey's cooking. Come back, eat probably about two, three o'clock, and then probably a few games. So it's, like it's interesting you, you say while the turkey's cooking. Like I think this, I, I don't really, I've not heard of many other families doing this, but I think my parents do it because they've always done it and that's what that generation seemed to do. Mine cook the turkey overnight. The they before, get as yeah, big a turkey yeah. as they can find. They right. cook it overnight. So when you come down in the morning, you smell the turkey oh, cooking. And that sensation smell. is the same now as it was when I was like, so, a baby so, so it's like it's completely unique and for, that's the best bit of the day for me so have you, have you heard um, I know what you mean uh, yeah I understand that have you heard I can't remember which show I did it on it might have been with Luke on Luke and Pete where there was a guy who emailed in and he was working as a Christmas boy at Marks and Spencer's and everyone at Marks and Spencer's told him oh by the way when the shop shuts on Christmas Eve at like 7 o'clock everything that's left over you get for like ridiculous cut price oh my god that's um, amazing fees right and so he, he, he told his parents when he, I think he was about 18 or 19 working in there as a Saturday boy. And he told his parents and his parents basically piled a load of pressure on to get all the Christmas food on that night. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and he said, because like his dad couldn't park near the Marks and Spencer's, he had to basically buy everything in this big trolley <laughs> and carry it himself to his dad's car. Oh and he said, it, he said it ruined his Christmas because like two weeks before, he just kept thinking about this three hour window. We had to buy everything for the whole family's Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he was only 18. Oh but apparently God. he managed to pull it off. You don't want that pressure because no. there, there is so much pressure on Christmas Day food, yeah. isn't do, there? Do you, do you have a big football tradition in your Christmas? And your family for Christmas? Because we, we always go, whenever we can, we always go to Gosport Borough, which is the local non-league team to where my parents live. Mm. Um, and they normally get, I mean, it's different now because of COVID, obviously, but they normally they get a um, quite a bumper crowd. They probably get their biggest crowd of the season on Boxing Day. And we would always go either there or if they're away from home, we'd go to Fratton Park and watch Portsmouth. Um, so, so football, 
uh, and watching football on TV and stuff is, is a big part of Christmas for me. I don't know if it's the same for you guys because you're probably working, are you? Yeah, well, the thing is, is now, like my Christmases have changed so much over the years. They've they've like gone from one extreme to the other. And obviously now working in football, I work pretty much every Boxing Day. It's just the way it is. So that's been happening now for the last six years. So that's what I do on Boxing Day. I go in, cover the, all the games for, uh, for telly, for BT Sport. That's what I've been doing for the last few years anyway. And before that, I would go and watch local football when I lived in Brighton. I used to go to watch Lewis on yeah. Boxing Day. And then before that, I was living in Jamaica. So I had hot Christmases. Yeah. So Ooh. I would literally go and spend the day on the beach. Nice, and nice. my dad has not had a Christmas for 34 years. Wow. Because since I was born, well, before I was born, my dad's been a chef his whole life. So chefs work on Christmas Day. And yeah, working yeah, in a hotel, he's always been up at the crack of dawn, yeah. goes in to do the breakfast for the hotel then he comes home. So we would have to wait for dad. Like as kids, me and my brother would have to wait for my dad to get home on his break to open presents. Oh, what? I know. So what? we we've been taught patience oh. from a young age. So mm. I think we would open presents like roughly around like 10 a.m., which is quite late. Normally, yeah. like kids are up at the crack of dawn. Mm. I stayed yeah. at my my brother's a couple of years ago on Christmas Eve, and he's got two kids. And I think Miles, my nephew, was probably about maybe five or six at the time and he woke up five times during the night and was like has Santa been yet has Santa been yet and we finally like said to him okay we can go downstairs now at like I think it was about 6am but for us as kids we didn't open presents till about 10 and then dad would go back to work and then we'd have to wait for him to have a break to come home and then we'd have Christmas lunch at around about three o'clock so uh-huh. our Christmases were so different when I was living with my parents. I would I would literally spend most of it on my own just lying on the beach. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so different. But then Very since different. I've moved back to England, it's more traditional as you'd expect. So I've been spending it more with my brothers or with yeah. um, my partner and his family. So A hot Christmas yeah. is weird. When I lived in New Zealand, I remember I flew back to move back just before Christmas and, and it was starting to get warm and then it got really warm as they were putting all the decorations up in all the shops and it yeah. felt really like a bit of weird cognitive distance. My mm. brain couldn't process it properly. My best mate lives in Australia and they like have barbecues on Christmas yeah. Eve and stuff. It's Ooh, amazing. Yeah. It's, so diff- it's so different, isn't it? How everyone's Christmases range in a different way. But um, in terms of Christmas food, have there been any fails in any of your houses on Christmas Day in terms of the food going wrong or someone forgetting something? No, because I... I That's I'm, the dread, isn't it? My mum's pretty good and I'm the sous chef, so I basically just do whatever she asks me to do. <laughs> so if it's like organisation or just an extra pair of hands, I'm always there just to help. And mm-hmm. my mum's across it, but I think she just needs an extra pair of hands. And also it depends what how many people you have for, for Christmas, um, Christmas lunch, right? So at Thanksgiving with my wife's family, they... I remember the, the year we got married, they sat 35 people for dinner oh in their house. Oh, my God. Yeah. In their yeah. house. How is that even possible? Well, where where did they sit? Yeah, is the house is big. Tables big enough? Two big tables. Basically. Jesus, yeah. that's mad. That's, people yeah. scramble around for like chairs for like eight people. But they use... What a shift. The, the thing is, that, <laughs> so their, their next door neighbour goes away for Thanksgiving, gives them the keys... And they use their kitchen as well to cook. So, oh, they have, so they've brilliant. got extra ovens and space. Yeah. So they're running back good. and forth between the operations. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. Yeah, I cooked my Christmas dinner this year. And the pressure on you, you panic, don't you? Well, I've done it a few times. and I, I want to say maybe three times without the help of my mum. And it is so stressful. <laughs> and the idea that you're going to be held accountable exactly. for yeah. other people's Christmases is... Yeah, because yeah, you probably it would be a reasonable shout about ruining the day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, without doubt. Yeah, no, it's so totally centered around today. food. Yeah. yeah. So if someone got me like a low, I, I, if someone the age I am now, if someone got me like a below par present, it probably wouldn't I wouldn't register. care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but if, care. If, if if the if the lunch got ruined, 
yeah. I'd, I'd probably I'd like to think I'd rally around, but secretly I'd be upset. <laughs> yeah, but, it, and let's be honest, it is a roast with turkey. Yeah, but can I say, do you even like turkey? Because I, do. I don't. My wife, I don't my, wife like does, my wife doesn't eat it. I, I like don't it. do. I don't do turkey. For I'm on the fence about it because I, I, I like it, but I recognise that when people say it's too dry or it's too this, that they are also right. <laughs> it's not the best meat. <laughs> it's no. not. Nah. But what I'm gonna say, no to one's favourite meat, is it? Yeah. What I'm gonna ask both of you now is, do you brine your turkey? Excuse are you me? talking? Do you brine your turkey? Getting to the next level now. I don't now. even know what that is. Well, exactly. So that's why you're, that's why you're getting weak-ass <laughs> no. turkey. No, 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 no. In general, I just turkeys just... So there, are so ma- in... there are so many better meats out there. Have a bit of lamb. So, Vish, are you talking lovely. about storing it in salted water overnight? Yeah, you store it, put it in salted water overnight. You then uh, you dry it off. You also, once you put it in, in cold salted water, what you can do then is... You can put your fingers under the skin. You can raise the skin a bit oh and then God. you chuck as much kind of butter as yeah. you want down there. You're yeah. fingering a turkey. Of, you're, yeah, you're, you're you are. fingering a turkey. Yeah, you're doing all sorts to a turkey. It's like you're doing the Patrice Evra style <laughs> yeah. sensual kissing oh, as well. Is this, is this um, the scene in American Pie but with Vish? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole you came alive there as well, Vish. You're very sort Got of um, really gesticulating it. wildly there. I think there's a cooking show in your future. Just, uh, the, just whenever meat is slandered in my presence, I cannot keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> right, you guys. Now you know Christmas Day is about all these things we've talked about. But as I've mentioned a while back, it's also about games. hundred percent. Right? There's games to be played on Christmas Day, whether you love your family or can't stand your family, you're probably going to have to be forced to play some kind of game. I've prepared, because I'm a loving friend and colleague, a game for each of you to play on this Christmas special. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, mm. and... Um, Loves a game, doesn't he? I do, actually. Sick, I do, I love it. Uh, I love preparing them. I love researching them. Uh, Jules, you're going to be up first. You've all okay. got a game each. You're quiz master today. Yeah, uh, Jules, you're going to be up first. All right, let's see. Um, so you're going to basically choose a number between one and three. And because um, there's three games, obviously one each, and the number corresponds to a game, and I'll read the name of the game and I'll explain how to do it. So pick, <laughs> pick, a, pick a number between one and three. Uh, let's go three. Okay, you go for number three. Number three is Latin name for animal or current professional footballer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you the list. I'm going to give you a list of names. There's right. ten, and you need to tell me if they are the Latin name for an animal in the animal kingdom okay. or a current footballer playing. Somewhere in the world. I love this. Okay, I'm there's 10 of them. It. And the person who gets the most points out of 10 for each of their games is going to win the prize, which, okay. which I'm delighted to say is a mince pie. It's just outside. I, you, the you, ones I brought in. Yeah, you've already eaten about three of them. <laughs> <laughs> the ones I brought in are yeah. the prizes. And you've right. already read about three of them. I have, yeah. yeah. they got a lot of brandy in. Okay. Very nice, very nice. Um, can I ask, do I just say footballer or animal. Latin? Oh, Footballer or animal. Oh, animal, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> right, Go on. you ready? First name. Rana Catasbayana. Rana Catisbayana. Is that a footballer or a member of the animal kingdom? Member of the animal kingdom. That's correct. Yes. Well played. Cool. Do you remember, do you what animal, what, guess what animal it is? Rana, repeat it for me. Rana Catisbayana. I'm going to go for a platypus. It's a bullfrog. Oh, mm. I hate frogs. Number two. How can you hate frogs? Yeah. What? Uh, they're like my worst fear. You know, really? on, you know, like on I'm a Celebrity, they put all those bugs in those cages. Whenever there's a, a frog or a toad, like what? literally makes Why me gag. Frogs what are... do you think they're going to do? I just, yeah. just, Would you eat frogs' oh, legs? I've eaten them before. 
Um, was it off a live frog? They were quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> Vengeance. No. Yeah. Um, no, just I just can't. Ugh, they're just horrible. All right. They actually make me sweat. Look, no. my hands are clammy. There's no... All right. Clammy. I didn't know that. Okay, go on. <laughs> I, anyway, I got it right. What a dark frog. twist. So one nil to me. I feel bad about that frog I wrapped up for Christmas. For you. Right, it's out the way now. Number two. Hen Hen Herdiana. Footballer. Hen Hen Herdiana. You think that's a footballer? Mm. Okay, where does he play? Uh, I reckon he's Dutch. He is a footballer. Yes. That's number, number two out of two. He plays for Persip Bandung and the Indonesian national team. Oh, nice. excellent. Okay, number three. Strix Aluko. Strix Aluko. Strix Aluko. I reckon might be related to any Aluko, so I'm going to go footballer. Okay. Who do they play for? Juventus. <laughs> okay. It's a tawny owl. So <laughs> that plays for Genoa. That's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. So you're still on two. Number four. Tridacna Gigas. This is really oh, hard. That sounds like a Tridacna Gigas. That's an animal. Yeah? Yeah. You said with so much. I think that's a spider. Oh, it's actually a giant clam. But you're correct with oh, animal. Oh, great. Number five. Here we go. Five down. Ganbold Gambaya. Ganbold Ganbaya. I think that's a footballer. It is a footballer. Yes. Well played. Jesus that's a four. Uh, where, where does that footballer play? I'm going to say like India, maybe? Plays for It plays in Hungary oh. and for the Mongolian national team. Oh. Okay, number six. Capra Falconeri. Capra Falconeri. Animal. Yes. Nice. Come number, on. I'm absolutely smashing this. Want to have a guess are, at what yeah. that is? Uh, I'm going to say that's a fish. It's a mouse. Falcon? It's an Asian mountain goat, weirdly. Oh. I was, oh, I I was the closest. Goats, goats are my say? favourite I said of mouse, all the animals. Mouse. Said, all right, because it's a four-legged mammal. Yeah. Goat, goats Good are enough. my favourite of all, all right. animals. Yeah. Four to go. Agents of chaos. Play along at home. Nadia. <laughs> Nadia. <laughs> Arga Winata. Footballer. You sure? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Nice. Plays in Indonesian Indonesian national team. Sorry, that's six uh -huh. you've got. Is it all from? Have you got have you, everything from Indonesia? So no, I've missed one. I think. No, not all from Indonesia. Want some Suez Canal? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, you've got um, six out of seven, which is pretty good. Yes, come on. Zesis Sikos. Zesis Sikos. That sounds like an animal to me. Damn! Footballer. Greek footballer. Greek, yes. Ah, Place for the Greece on the 18. Number nine. Not that I know him, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Arsus Insularis. Oh, Arsus, Arsus Insularis. That's definitely an animal. Yeah. Want to guess what animal it is? Um, some kind of grasshopper. That'll be news to the left back for Genoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Oh. It's, a, it's a bird native to New Guinea. Oh, okay. Sounds like a. Bum parasite. Yeah, it does a bit. Arsa Solaris sounds like sun shining out of the arse, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. One more. Here we go. Penis Regida. I mean, if this is a man and he's not really hung, then what a shame. The spirit of Christmas, everyone. It's not a sexual day. Also, what a shame. What a shame. You know, you name a kid, you do your bit, and. <laughs> you call him penis, and he's not got a big one. I mean, yeah. that is a shame. Um, I think it's got to be an animal. Please be an animal. Correct. <laughs> yeah. It's a New Jersey pine tree. So a bit sloppy with oh, the details okay. there, but it is memory animal kingdom, effectively. So that's eight out of 10. Yeah! Pretty good. Very Pretty impressive. good. Well Go um, me. There'll Slay be another game. Name. Slay my name. Another game later on. 
Uh, loved that, Luke. Thank you. Um, traditional games that you play on Christmas Day. Uh, Jim, have you got any that you play with your family? Actually, we're not that big on games. Uh, I think possibly because my brother and I used to bicker loads when we were kids. <laughs> so maybe we just sort of like stopped doing that. We did play Cards Against Humanity last year. Oh, I love that. Year. Oh, yeah. that was Such a good fun. game. But is, so is yours that here and there? Is yours not? Because mine is like the whole morning is spent with my sister and her husband and my wife trying to, and my mum and dad trying to make me play a game <laughs> yeah. all morning until I eventually relent in the afternoon. So you get drunk enough that you Yeah, yeah I'll play in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that because yeah. I effectively have just got I've got no competitive spirit when oh, it comes what? to that Are sort you of serious? thing. Like oh. when it comes to a board game, I just don't care about losing or winning. Yeah, Jim's not so very competitive. No, we are. Just... My family are the complete opposite of that. I think we we all have such a high streak of competitiveness. So mm. we play this game every year, and it's the best thing called Shut the Box. Have you played it before? Yes. Oh, Luke, isn't it the it's best? The dice game? and the numbers. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah. you basically, I'll try and explain it. You have a box like this. And there's numbers one to twelve across there, and you have two dice, die as yeah. some people say. No, they die is one. I think. No, die is yeah. one. Di anyway, whatever. you have two yeah. of them, and uh, you throw them, and whatever number it gets, you have to make from the numbers at the top and flip them down. And the idea is you need to shut the box by getting all the numbers down in one go. Basically, it's a game of chance, mm. but it's really good. And we play for money. So yeah, we make course. it more interesting. But yeah. the, the best thing is, is that one of my, uh, my cousin's little boy, he's only about nine and he loves it. So we've taught him to gamble at a really young age. Right. It's great. It's, good, it's really good. good. I, I was, Lessons um, learned. So when I, when I was a kid, uh, my great grandmother was still around and my uncle was still around and all the men folk this is old school obviously men all the, folk. well they used to in the 80s all the men folk used to go mm. into my granddad's back room and play cards in the afternoon on Boxing Day vests presumably it was like a big thing yeah. vests oh, yeah. and cigars vests and cigars and it was like um, it's just through the strip club isn't it yeah, you, <laughs> you guys are really British <laughs> really really unthreatening version of the Sopranos <laughs> yeah. and we used to play but they'd only play for pennies and two pence pieces basically and they yeah. taught me how to play that but they, they used to oh, love it so Love, love a gamble, yeah. Oh, exactly. love a good game. All right, we'll take a break. After this, we'll get some more fun Christmas stories and we'll relate them to football this time. So we'll get to that next. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Yes, you are. I've probably watched Linvoy on Boxing Day, I expect. Mm. You reckon? At one point over the years, legend. Oh. Lovely fellow by all accounts. Merry well. Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to our Ramble Christmas special. Um, as always, we love hearing from you, especially at Christmas time. Uh, so make sure you keep emailing us um, into the new year as well. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble. It's been amazing getting all of your messages over Christmas, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Absolutely. Um, shall I read this email or are yeah, you doing it? Yeah, go on. Oh, right. Do you want me? You can do it. All right, I'll do it. Whatever. Um, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, this is an email from Stuart Walsh, who says, Good afternoon, Ramblers. On the mention of Mark Clattenburg slagging off the referee's Christmas party uh, on the pod last month, I think yeah, this was back in November, I thought I'd tell you guys about my pre-university job at a hotel bar in Northamptonshire on a monthly basis hosted the PGMOL training camp oh, so for all the referees. Yeah. A notable highlight included Howard Webb having a slice of my mate's dominoes hidden behind the counter. <laughs> he did ask first. He didn't just take it, which we expect from a, from a police mm. officer. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the piece de resistance was the fancy dress Christmas party, which included Uriah Rennie as the Pope, <laughs> Jeff Winter as Ali G, obviously, textbook yeah. Jeff Winter that yeah. is, and Peter Walton as a judge. Oh, my God. Um, can't actually remember Clats himself. Assume he has been a miserable prick in his room with his mates from the north. <laughs> uh, great work, and thanks for keeping us going this year. All the best, Stuart. Um, anything to say on that, Jules? You, I, I've interviewed Howard Webb, and he's a lovely fella. Oh, he's the you, nicest. You wouldn't mess with him either. You really wouldn't. He yeah. worked with us on uh, BT Sports School for a couple of seasons, the nicest man and do you know what he's a really good sport as well because when he was going he left because he was going to take that job in America and uh, we dressed him up um, as Donald Trump at the time <laughs> it was very very funny and he took he took it very well he's such a nice bloke as is Peter Walton who replaced him after Howard Webb left Peter Walton has got the job where he has to explain everything to everyone mm-hmm. all the time about yeah. VAR and they still maintain that they're really pissed off they yeah. bully the shit out of I him know, I feel they? really bad for they him they always yeah. tell him he's wrong can you imagine if he told one of the footballers no that's not right what you just said yeah. about Aubameyang's finish or whatever yeah. Like, yeah. you want to get in his ear I want to see that stand up for yourself Peter <laughs> yeah. I love that he's gone as a judge like he's in a, in a party full of authority figures letting their hair down where they can dress, dress up as anything they want. <laughs> yeah. yes. However they feel I about themselves. I want more responsibility. more power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's funny about that is that yeah. he's honestly like just the sweetest man ever. So you can't imagine being him this like serious judge. It's like the complete mm. opposite of what he's like as a person. So that's very amusing. I'm, I'm absolutely stunned 
that Jeff Winter went as Ali G. Yeah. Either yeah. Ali G, it would have been, he would have gone either as Ali G or, um, what's the his ju- name? The ju- Heath Ledger's Joker. Austin yeah. Powers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there was, there was definitely, there was definitely talk back in the day, no Gunwolf Keys in Portsmouth. Mm. It's the big development in Portsmouth where they have all these shopping outlets and the restaurants and bars. There was definitely big talk that, um, and there was a big Premier League referee one there. Excuse me, go on, get emotional. It's just, it was just beautiful, just you know. More kids. It's just beautiful, beautiful you know. The area's come such it's a long way. A, I can't wait to go back there. It's just about time they had something to celebrate. They do such they just, good. They work. just want to have a good time, you know. And people don't let them. <laughs> I was just thinking how pathetic would it be if the referees dressed up as footballers? Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. No, but I think I think what might happen is I think they might have a little gang going on. Mm. I think they might go to a, on a night out back in the day when you could go on a night out still at, di- at different at their different towns because Rob Styles was from Portsmouth, right? Okay. And I think he was talking. He was there, and so maybe they go to a different town. Maybe one of them hosts it. They take yeah. turns to host it, kind of thing. I mean, obviously Could they're be. all colleagues, and it's completely reasonable behaviour. But because they're referees, it just sort of has this kind of veneer of d- lameness yeah. to me. Like there's like a real <laughs> budget version of Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> Pussy Posse. <Yeah. laughs> Basically, they do a job that is so not respected that anything they do in their personal life is yeah. widely derided. Yeah. yeah. You think it's, like, it's really hard and they're all sad. men in their forties keeping up with Premier League footballers. It's like, a shame that we cane them so yeah, much. No, they're, on they're the other hand impressive people. On the other hand, Mike Dean. Well yeah. <laughs> should we have another should we have another game? Yeah, go on yes. then. Let's have another game. All right, who's up next? Bish, you're up next. Get in. You've got one game number one or game number two next. Are there the only ones left? I'm going to take game number one. Okay, game number one. Game number one is left winger or left winger. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to nice. give you names, 10 of them. You have to tell me if they played on the left wing for a football team, sort of. Can't kind of run out. After <laughs> uh, or whether they were a left wing politician or activist <laughs> from down like the it. years. Nice. Okay. Like so it. you have to answer with footballer. Greta or... Hinchcliffe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Footballer <laughs> or politician, if you right. want, just for a short I'm short not even going to know when you actually tell me who these left-wingers are. Well, I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. <laughs> um, are you ready? Do you understand the rules? I, I do, yes. I need my little thing back then to press my oh, buttons. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, right, here we go, Vish. First up, Jean Templin. Jean Templin. Was that a football player or a left-wing politician or activist? Straight out of the gate, I'm going to say... Left-wing politician or activist. Okay. It's a poor start. It's poor. Played Very for REM in the 1956 European Cup. I mean, final. how was I to know that? Yeah. Well, you weren't, clearly. <laughs> uh, number two. So that's zero so far. Number two. Tito Cucciaroni. Tito Cucciaroni. I'm going to say... I'm going to say a football left-winger. Correct. Yeah. Played for Milan in the 1958 European Cup final. You're off the mark. This one's so hard. Yeah. This is really it's hard. difficult. Just men's names. Yeah. Yeah. I think of the names. It's just men's names. <laughs> <laughs> what I've done is uh, these games, I've thought of the name and the title of the quiz and tried to backfill it. Yeah. Yes. And with Jules, I massively run out. <laughs> this one, I didn't run out. I imagine like Stuart Downing's not going to come up. <laughs> no, <he's laughs> not. Not. Alan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Tough. Okay. Ready? Number three. Mm-hmm. Stuart Downing. No. <laughs> Number three, Marco Panella. Marco Panella. I'm going to go footballer again. I'm afraid not. Oh. Activist, Italian left-wing politician, journalist and activist. That means I'm beating fish. It looks like you're in. You're home and hosed. Yeah. yeah. It's just so. gym to go. Um, okay, number four, Peter Kropotkin. Peter Kropotkin. Is that a football player 
or a left-wing activist? I feel like I can see that in like faded gold emboss on a book. So I'm going to go <laughs> left-wing activist slash politician. Yay. Correct. Well <laughs> Russian communist Sounds philosopher. Russian, yeah. yeah. Interesting that... Sorry, go on. No, go on. <laughs> <laughs> She's a born 18. Uh, number five, Bruno Mora. Bruno Mora. I mean, that's just a good footballer name, it's isn't it? It's a great footballer's mm. name. Go footballer. Footballer? You want to go footballer? I'm going to okay. go footballer. Now we're cooking. Nice. There we Play go. for Milan in the 1963 European Cup final. Um, so it was Indonesia for the animals and it's Italy for the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you've got three so far by my count. Number six, Josip Permaya. Josip Permaya. Play along if you're listening at home. Play along. <laughs> if you're listening to this yeah, with your pals, play along, have a little, gam- have a little game with it. <laughs> a little gamble. Play, play yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just yeah. like my family. Josip Permaya. Footballer. Footballer. Correct. Played on the left for Partizan in the 1966 European Cup final. Okay, number seven. Boris Kamkov. Boris Kamkov. Got, I mean, that's just got to be a politician. 100%. Yeah. It's got to be. Bound to be. Also correct. <laughs> well, Russian revolutionary. Number eight, Laszlo Budai. Laszlo Budai. Mm. I'm going to go with politician again. Oh, unfortunately <laughs> not. No. <laughs> Member of the 1954 Hungarian World Cup squad. I don't Where's know what position Jonathan he played. Wilson, you need him. <laughs> <laughs> Reading uh, up about stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd be tearing his hair out listening to me. Sleeping <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> right, number nine. Here we go. Penultimate player. You've got five so far. Robert Eriol. Robert Eriol. Politician. Oh, unfortunately. No! No, no, oh, no. I've, I've been going like A, B, A, no, B, B, A. Never oh. works like that. Was a, um, was a well-valued member of the 1954 Turkish World Cup squad. As I'm sure yeah, he'd kick himself yeah. later, wouldn't he? Yeah, of course he would. He uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, the final one. Ina Gerhardsen. Ina Gerhardsen. Politician. Correct. Correct. Oh, That's six. Do you want to have a guess? I mean, you should know this one, really. At what? Well, <laughs> what? I guess at what? Well, what was he? What, if, he if he's a politician, which officer is correct, oh, right. what did he do? I know Gerhardsen. Uh, he... Um, I was going to say something that could be quite offensive. So don't I'm, don't I'm gonna, do that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say he... chained himself to a library. No, <laughs> did not. He's a longest serving Prime Minister of Norway. Ah. Right. Served for 17 years. Wow. Um, so there you go. Vish, you've got six. It's That's not too bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, That's pretty good. serviceable. All right. So, Jim, six is the score you need to beat if you don't want to come last. We'll get to your game very shortly. But let's get to some more of our football Christmas memories. So, for me, a lot of it now is watching the football on the telly. Um, yeah. Vish, do you quite often go to football on around Christmas? No, not really, actually. This is going to be the first Christmas that I actually cover game. So, I did... Um, Chelsea Arsenal on Boxing Day, and I'm doing you know that weird little bit between what does Jim call Christmas that and... the, the perineum? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. I'll, I'll be working my way around the perineum. <laughs> <laughs> For cash. Yeah. Oh God, um, on the whistle and whatever that means. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So generally, I've but I've always sat in front of my TV and watched it, and it's good because. As someone who's interested in cricket as well, I'd watch all the football during the day and then at night you'd get the 
cricket in Australia, which starts at midnight, ah, taking all the way through to the morning. It's, it's yeah, it's a bit of oh, a yeah. bit of an orgy of sport. Yeah. Um, and the Boxing Day test is a big thing, right? Yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. Ashes, yeah. I've, so actually, my, the first time I had a warm Christmas as well, I covered a Boxing Day test in Melbourne, and it's yeah. They at the MCG, mate. Yeah, at the MCG. They have yeah. like, like hundred thousand turn up on Boxing Day. Don't wow, they? yeah, that's amazing. It's a massive thing. Hundred thousand coming through the gate to the, the glorious MCG. Yeah. Yeah. that's quite good. Good accent. Cheers, nice. mate. Nice. Yeah. He does a good Australian accent, this Vish. The thing is, there there have been some amazing Boxing Day and Christmas fixtures over the years, haven't yeah. they, Jim? I mean, you've do you remember Olivier Giroud with that headbutt? Yes. That was madness, was out wasn't of, it? Out of character. Not in Christmas yeah. spirit, is that's it? Not, no, it's not. That's not really what you, especially now, you, Giroud kind of like, because he's been so professional with how he's been handled mm. at Chelsea with like not playing as much as maybe some would argue he should, et cetera, et cetera, and how good he's been. It's just not really what you associate with him now, no. is it? Maybe he tried out being unprofessional, <laughs> didn't like it. Don't want to damage that beautiful head. That's yeah. why he left us. I'd let him headbutt me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, he's just... There's a point if you're Olivier Giroud where there's just too much testosterone running yeah. through you, and he just had to get it out by planting his nut on someone. I remember being, um, I remember being, a, <laughs> I remember being a media day after once at the training ground, and all the other players were having to do little social media videos with like these commercial partners and stuff. And for the whole day, Olivier Giroud was stood in a little squared off bit with a backlit. Um, camera everywhere just having model photos taken wow. over and over again all these, actually, all these different menswear brands That's I've, actually, all I've got a selfie with him oh there really? we go from when I... you weren't normally headbutted were you <laughs> I was at the ATP tennis finals Andy Murray was in the final against oh was this with Sean Paul yeah. no 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 did, he, did he give out the trophy <laughs> no he didn't he was actually just there there was actually loads of footballers there because it was at the O2 this was maybe maybe four or five years ago. Mm. And um, yeah, he was just there in the crowd watching and I was like, I'm going to be a proper nerd and go and ask him for mm. a photo. So I Aww. did. Did he know who you were? No, I, I wasn't. I'd only just started working in football then. Okay. So yeah. I like that answer because he's like, he wouldn't now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he definitely would not. He'd kick not. himself now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuming, I remember there was, uh, Arsenal did something, it was it was a, a basic, basically a sort of um, uh, a little video about inclusion and and, and various things, and I, I think Alex Alex Oxley Chamberlain was there at the time, and he said, "I can't help that I look like a teenage mutant ninja turtle." <laughs> I think Per Mertesacker was like, "I can't help that I'm tall." And the last thing was a topless Olivier Giroud spraying cologne on himself, going, "I can't help that I am gorgeous." <laughs> was he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he that said it better my, than that. That's but... my favorite. <laughs> Should have got vision in the action. <laughs> Oh, I'm gorgeous, mate. <laughs> you, go. <laughs> you transported me there then. With that <laughs> Any uh, football, Boxing Day, Christmas um, memories that stand out for you, Luke? Not specifically Boxing Day because um, I, the most recent Boxing Day game I went to would have been the Pompey game. I can't quite remember now, but I very vaguely remember Brett Pittman having some kind of influence in the game. But anyway, the, the one that's always sticks in my memory and regular listeners to the Ramble will be vaguely aware of this is there was a legendary game over Christmas at Fratton Park, which, if you guys haven't been there, gets really fucking cold at winter because it's right next to the sea. The wind rips off the Solent. Sea and breeze. It's quite an exposed stadium mm. as well. Always has been in the past, particularly the away end, which has now got a roof on it, but it didn't used to. And I remember with a few of my friends, one, I want to say it might have actually been New Year's Day, but it was definitely over Christmas. Portsmouth nil, Gillingham nil. That's that's where the seed was sown for my hatred of Gillingham, <laughs> uh, which per pervades to this day. Um, and it was just, the game was so poor and the experience was so bleak <laughs> that it kind of stimulated this almost like existential 
questioning mm. of what I was actually doing with my life. <laughs> and at one point, there was a guy next to us. You know, you get the guys who, just to show off, they take their tops off and they swing around yeah. and they're knocking about in the winter with I'm their Marcus top off. Um, yeah, Wearing but, shorts. Yeah. Wearing shorts. And you see, yeah, and you see it happening at Newcastle quite a lot, but it happens at Fratton Park as well. Anyway, to put in perspective how bleak and how cold it was, um, there were fully grown, tough men around this guy with his top off, literally going up to him and having a word in his shell saying, mate, look, seriously, fucking put your top on. You'd catch your death out here. You'll be so cold. And he was going blue and stuff. And oh. like, put your fucking top on, mate. It was surreal. Put your bell away. Yeah, yeah. your top on. <laughs> he would have been on the other stand. It was surreal. It was just absolutely surreal. And, and I'd, uh, someone will be able to find the statistics somewhere, I'm sure. I don't think there were any shots. I don't even think the players wanted to be there. Mm. And it was nil-nil. It was the worst nil-nil game I've ever seen. <laughs> and I think it probably put me off going back to Fratton Park for two weeks. <laughs> no, but it was bad. And that's when I mean, anyone ever says, oh, do you remember classic Christmas games? I always say, no, I don't, because I normally have some beers. I'm doing other stuff, but I always remember that one. I'll yeah. never forget it. Yeah. Reminds me of a thing Pete said. I think this might have been around Christmas as well, because I remember the temperature being a an issue. Uh, and obviously, you alluded to Newcastle fans being known for taking their tops off. But I remember he was he was telling me at St. <laughs> Park one once. He was sat in the corner of one stand, and there was a guy sat. Uh, in the corner of another, and he was a, a large gentleman who had um, he'd you know when the the, the groin goes in your jeans, and yeah. It's just like you don't you don't realize it's happened, but one day it just goes. Apparently that had happened to this man. He didn't realize, and his his nuts had just slipped no, through, no, no, and right. they were just no, dangling, no, and he hadn't realized. What the whole game? Just, they, oh, well, I don't disgusting. know about the whole game, but did, did Pete, the old Pete told me that's yeah, effectively oh. they'll just just come out to say hello. Oh. And here he is <laughs> to celebrate Christmas with us. We brought him in for the Christmas yeah. special. That's yeah. that's what you know when someone tells a story. Oh my mate, this happened to my mate. Yeah, yeah. That's Pete telling that story. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep that uh, in mind. You know what? It's been um, it's been such a, a tough year for a lot of people, hasn't it? And I know so many people have written in just to say thank you for keeping us laughing throughout what's been a really hard year for a mm. lot of people. People have lost their jobs. People haven't been able to socialize. It's been been a really hard year for everyone and so we just want to say thank you yeah, to all yeah, you lovely absolutely. listeners for sticking with us and and keeping us going because your emails and all your funny stories definitely add so much to this yeah um i think one thing that i've really missed this year is christmas parties yeah, yeah. the fact that we haven't all been able to go out and get really pissed we together we do that no we uh, we did have one. Oh. <laughs> no, I, felt, I felt a bit cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no, that, I really have missed Christmas. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do one in the spring. We'll yeah, have we'll have to make spring. up. I think we'll everyone's going to be in July basically 2021. Once the vaccine's in and blah blah blah, everything's over and all these tears are gone. Yeah, actual tears, not not tears from my face. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The tears are gone. I think that um, we're all just basically going to be pissed for the whole year, yeah, aren't we? Making amazing. up for well, lost well, time. Someone was saying on Twitter the other day they now want to understand why the Roaring Twenties happened. Everyone wanted to get pissed yeah. all the time in the Twenties yeah, yeah. because of the Spanish flu in in, in 1918 or whatever. This this time last year, I was at the Premier League Christmas party and I snatched a cheeseburger from underneath Michael Owen's arm and ate it. In there, front we, of him. there we go, and right he, in his face. He he literally, I I stood there across the bar, basically like they were. It was one of those parties where they don't have like sit down meal so mm. it's just basically a piss up in a, in, mm. a, in a nightclub and so they were handing out canapes and stuff and at one point they had a tray of burgers and I was like fuck I need one of those burgers I was really yeah. hammered so <laughs> I went chasing after that you know they run away really fucking quickly don't they and you have to like go chasing yeah, them around yeah, the yeah, room yeah, yeah. by the time I got to the girl burgers were gone oh. went to the bar to get another drink because I was like right if I can't eat I'll just get yeah. more drunk yeah. and uh, I saw my clone had two 
burgers nestled under his arm and I was like under his arm little de- like he was sort of, he was sort of like leaned on the bar like that and they were sort of like there by his elbow and I thought sort of behaviour you'd expect from Owen I thought mm. you little fucker oh, so yeah. I just snuck up behind him and just I just went like that and I took it and I went over to the other side of the bar and then I was stood opposite him and I literally went and ate it while staring at him in the eye what, and he had, what, does, he, it, what does he think is happening he had no idea he was just like Probably okay. thinking, why is Jules looking at me while I was eating a cheeseburger? <laughs> I'm surprised. To, to, I mean, Pete, you know, cheeseburgers are fun, aren't they? So oh, I'm surprised so I love a cheeseburger. Delicious. Likes them. delicious. Well, well done, he's hungry. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I've only ever had seven cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I then stole a bottle of red wine from behind the bar, and after that, I was told, <laughs> behave yourself, basically. Absolute <laughs> right at Christmas, dude. I was, was yes. going to suggest I'm our third and final quiz, but can we just hear more no, from you? No, no, no. Let's get to the third and final quiz. I want to know whether. This is just one party as well. Yeah, I know. The same party. Yeah. She introduces somebody where she was already pissed, thieving. <laughs> Can't wait for the Ramble one next year. Um, all right, Luke, let's get to I'm the last. I'm scared to invite yeah. him now. Um, I'm, a, I'm a barrel of laughs. You are. I can absolutely vouch for that. Um, so the last quiz is for Jim, obviously. There's only number two left. So you, yeah. I thought, Jim, because you're the old stager, you've been here for a long while, so you get last pick. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll test... Uh how competitive I am or aren't, I suppose, yeah. won't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I should have thought this through. I should have done you first because you're not going to buy into this. <laughs> um, it's all right. I'll, 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 I'll G it up. Shall I kick him? I still want to win. So, yeah, you should. This final game is called Academy Prospect oh. or 18th Century Politician. <laughs> okay. Again, just men's names. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to give you a name and you're going to tell me whether they're currently an Academy Prospect at a professional football club or an 18th century Br- uh, British politician won- who won a seat at the 1796 election. Okay. Okay. Not a strong point of mine. One point for each answer. Um, you'll be surprised <laughs> how similar these are. <laughs> okay. So the, <laughs> number one. Okay. Name number one. So you just need to say politician or footballer. Okay. Mm. Number one. John Stuart Wortley. I'm going to go politician. It's correct. Yes. Good start. Yeah. Wartley yeah. seems yeah. like you would you'd change that. Hundred percent. MP for Bosony in 1796. Okay, next up, Miles Pitt Harris. Mm. Can I go footballer? Miles. Ooh. Correct. Yeah, Miles seems a bit more modern. Two out of two. Currently at Chelsea. Number three, Brooke Norton Cuffey. <laughs> Again, the Brooke seems quite modern, so I'm going to go footballer. Shit. Flying, oh absolutely God. flying. Three out of three. The Currently man at Arsenal. The man who doesn't care. Okay, <laughs> Charlie Baggett Chester. <laughs> Charlie Baggett Chester. So Charlie seems oddly formal, but Baggett Chester something. I'm not sure. I'm going to go politician. Hey, what do you think, you guys? I think footballer for that one. I think he's got it. I think he's politician. Correct. Four. MP for Castle Rising in 1796. Castle Rising. It's like a lot of these places don't even exist anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. This is something like Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Malachi Fagan Walcott. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi Fagan Walcott. They're all real. Malachi Fagan Malachi Walcott. Malachi Fagan Walcott. That's got to be a politician. Oh, no. Yes. Currently at Spurs. Yeah. Oh, oh. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, have you? Heard of him. Have you heard of him, Jules? No. no. I hadn't either. I think if you, you're you not going to forget that. Are you? No, no, I, I suppose it. not. Okay, number six. Michael Hicks Beach. Politician. Straight in there. You sure? Yeah. Correct. It's five. You've only got one wrong. MP yeah, for Sirencester. So yeah, okay. Tristan Abeldeen Goodridge. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan Abeldeen Goodridge. 
Goodridge. I'm going to go footballer. You sure? Yeah, some of them are like this now, aren't they? <laughs> some of them right. are like this. Yeah, <laughs> some like, of them are like this. The, the, the prevalence of double barrel names exactly, is getting yeah. coming back. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's correct. Anyway, he plays for, for Aston Villa. Number eight, Charles Farnaby Radcliffe. Surely a politician. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? I think politician. Yeah, I think he's a, poli- he's a politician who owns slaves. Yeah. <laughs> that's got the ring of that. I can't, I can't put the detail on it. You want to go politician, yeah? Yeah. Correct. Fuck. Seven. MP for Hythe. In 1796. That okay. means we can only tie or Jim can win. I can't beat him. No, if he gets, he's got seven. If he gets these two wrong, he's, no, he's won. Yeah. Sorry, I'm miscounting. Yeah, it's just trying to get She should lose a point I'll for that. I'll actually. leave you to it, yeah. Quizmaster. Number nine, Martel Taylor Crossdale. <laughs> I'm going to go football and Martel again seems very modern. I think politician. Do you? What do you think, Vish? I think footballer. Martel. Oh, for Correct. Face for Fulham. She should lose points for this. <laughs> She's got so many wrong on yeah. this. All right, Jim. This is for the win. This is for the win. Okay. If you get this one right, you've won the Christmas mince pie. Great. <laughs> if you get it wrong, it's a tiebreaker, and I've got no tiebreaker. So you've got to share the mince pie. Before you answer this, um, I haven't had a mince pie, but all you had. So that's technically mine now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so complicated. The spirit, of Christmas. the spirit of Christmas. Okay. You ready? Eddie Bootle Wilbraham. <laughs> Eddie Bootle Wilbraham. If you get this right, you've won the Christmas quiz. Eddie Bootle Wilbraham. Eddie seems too formal to be that old, so I'm going to... I may regret it, but I'm going to go footballer. He's gone footballer. What would you have said, Vince? I think he's he's done it. I'd say say politician. I think he's wiped little Jules' face in it. (laughs) No! Yes, yes, MP yes. for Newcastle under Lime, I'm afraid. Under Lime. Yeah, so you've got eight as well. You share the mince pie. I'm going to press... It's Christmas spirit, right? Jim. I mean, I should... Hey, it's my mince pie. Let's... <laughs> Do you know what? Because we don't hear this very often, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> there we go. Fish, you're not very good at games. <laughs> Oh, you? then what? I, was... You came last. Yeah, yeah out six. of three. It's yeah. Really bullshit game. Last out of three, still last. Which one was the hardest? Was it probably the hardest one? Mine yeah, was, was the hardest, hardest yeah. I think yours was the hardest. Yeah. yeah. Mm, there we go. You still lost, though. Yeah. Well done to Jules and Jim. Thank you. Yeah. It probably Cheers. made your Christmas that, hasn't it? Oh, it's made my year. Turns out I love it. It's sort of made winning. my year. <laughs> Something else you've stolen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not steal it. I won fair and square. One. I'm saying Paul I won. Michael Owen. I'm like Liverpool when they were second, just pretending that they were top. <laughs> the, um, unfortunately for you, Jim, um, the tiebreaker is actually who can successfully steal a cheeseburger from Michael Owen. <laughs> so, Jules <laughs> I reckon I could make one for Michael Owen, but I appreciate that I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, that's all from us on this Christmas special. Um, just wanted to say once again, Merry Christmas, everybody. And thank you so much for listening to the second instalment of Football Ramble over Christmas. We hope you're having a brilliant festive period with all your family and friends, as many that you're allowed to kind of be with at the moment. And as I said earlier, thank you so much to everyone who's listened and for all your support through a very difficult 2020 as well. So keep it subscribed to the Football Ramble too. We've got loads of fun stuff planned for 2021 and we can't wait to share it all with you as always. So once again, from all of us, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Marcus, Luke and Jim will be back tomorrow with another edition of the preview show. 
sponsored by Betway because we've got some football to talk about. That'll be nice. So we'll see you then uh, from all of us here. Merry Christmas, Luke. It's Merry been Christmas. lovely to see you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Jim, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Vish, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas and happy my mum's birthday. Happy yeah. my mum's birthday <laughs> as Mrs. well. Vish. Yeah, and happy new year, everyone. We'll see you in the new year, but make sure you join the boys tomorrow for the preview show. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.